Stick your neck out. The weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation. Living an abusive relationship is the time a woman or her children are most likely to be seriously harmed or murdered by their partner. Violence against women in Zimbabwe is partially accepted as a fact of life, especially by elderly counselors that traditionally perceive women as the property of their husbands. My guest today was known as a strong woman, running restaurants and catering services successfully. She also started a kindergarten for single mothers, but hardly anyone knew about her well-hidden tragedy. Welcome to Stick Your Neck Out, the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. My guest today, Precious Kiwiti from Zimbabwe, recently completed the Kantari course in India and is now jumping into the practical part of her Kantari training. Now, she is about to head back to her country to work with women and girls who have been affected by domestic violence. Her passion to do so, to do this work, is the result of personal experience. Welcome, Precious. Thank you, Yampia. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this. Of course, it's really nice yeah. to have you here. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. So, your organization, Precious Hearts Haven, plans to work towards the elimination of gender-based violence against girls and women in Zimbabwe. Sure. What do you exactly plan to do to empower girls and women in your country? Okay, for us, Precious Hearts Haven, we want to empower women to be leaders, uh, not just to empower for them to be self-sustainable, no, but we want them to be victors, to be able to move beyond abuse, to rise with dignity and able to, 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 to get that, um, uh, victory part of their life. That's great. Sounds, sounds like a good plan. Zimbabwe is probably one of the African countries that best illustrate an increase in the rate of gender-based violence in recent years. What are the most common acts of violence, of domestic violence in Zimbabwe? Uh, to me, I can uh, uh, simply say all forms of violence uh, are affecting women in Zimbabwe. Why am I saying this? Uh, I'm taking it uh, from my personal experience. So you find emotionally, physically, financially, all forms of violence um, women are facing. And um, it's something which is done every day, every minute. Uh, imagine um, the Gender Commission reported that uh, every 75 minutes, a woman is being abused. 75 so minutes. Every 75 minutes, a woman is being abused in some way. So it's something that is happening every day. And moreover, this uh, pandi- uh, COVID pandemic have caused an increase to, ne- to an extent that uh, one in every two women is being abused. Uh, so the cases are still rising. That's really sad. But what are the main gaps in access to justice faced by women who are victims of gender-based violence back in your homeland? The problem is uh, you find um, it's, it's so difficult to come out as a victim. Yes, that's right. We, we have uh, laws that protect these women, but uh, the unfortunate part, a lot of women doesn't know about these uh, uh, laws which protect them. So... And the issue is that uh, if one goes to report, most you must find that uh, like in police station and other part, uh, it's called just a domestic issue. Like you are taken to a public relations uh, setup, then they just uh, mediate you to like say, okay, you guys uh, just get to a, an understanding point. It's a domestic issue. Everyone is experiencing that. So those are the kind of things that you, you find. So in most cases, you find women, they don't even go to report because even they, if they go, the police officers, they are men, they just settle things that way. Yeah. And I, I'm talking this uh, from my experience. Uh, you find even during the time that I used to go and report, those were the cases like, oh, you don't have to, to do that to your husband. Uh, imagine if he goes to jail for 18 months, what are you going to do with the kids? You see all those kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's the issue. Most women doesn't go and report the cases. Mm-hmm. It's understandable too. So we're going to talk about your um, your experience, of course, later. I just wanted to. Um, there's something I really wanted to ask you. Do you think this 
Challenges in efforts to eliminating violence against women in Zimbabwe are rather legal or cultural obstacles? Uh, to me, it's both. Uh, uh, it, it's not only cultural. Even if you find even religion uh, norms, uh, these things are normalized like, okay, God is with you. Uh, enjoy the pain. You get your prize when you go to heaven. It's just normal as that, that kind of thing. So you find it's not only cultural but also social norms, all sort of things, they are involved in this to go on uh, like the way it is like right now. Yeah, I see. Precious, you are a gender transformation activist because you have had an abusive environment at home. You told us about that. Can you tell us your story? Okay. Um, for me, I have experienced gender-based violence uh, not once, but twice. And uh, I can tell you that I have experienced all sorts of uh, abuse. We are, we are talking about rape, uh, mock execution, uh, being chained physically, emotionally, everything. I have faced that. Uh, and um, you find it was not that easy for me to, to come out or to speak about it the way that I'm doing right now. Uh, at one point, I had to go through depression, which led to a mild stroke at one point. And... Uh, I, I end up uh, going to an extent of uh, trying to take my own life because I, I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, not because I didn't have family to talk to. No, I did have, but there, there were so many things that was holding me back and uh, making me not to speak out. Uh, at church, I was a leader, and you, you find that I was one of the people who would encourage people to pray and enjoy the pain. <laughs> so... Coming out and say that now I'm the one who is facing this, it was difficult for me. And you find a lot of people were admiring the kind of life that I was, like they were seeing the outside part. When you go out, you put makeup, all those kind of things, they will admire that. So now to say that now I'm suffering like this, I was, I would think all those kind of things, like, okay, what people are going to say. Uh, and you find in, in Zimbabwe, if you are a married uh, woman, You are respected if you stay in your marriage uh, mm, yeah, lo yeah. long. Uh, so if you come out, even men, they they can take you like a prostitute because uh, there's this kind of saying oh that God. we say, uh, uh, the nickname that uh, those uh, people who come out from marriage, like retain soldiers. So that kind of labeling, kind of, no one wants to, to, to feel that way. Uh, so you would just remain silent and enjoy the pain silently. And some, they, to an extent of dying in the marriage with, uh, and family doesn't even know what happened. So those were the kind of things. And uh, this kind of abuse, it depends. With me, you find uh, uh, I was cut off uh, from my friends. I was cut off even from my family members. Though I, I, for my family members, I contributed as well because I didn't want to help them. Uh, like to yeah, 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 all course. those yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. So this was my my experience. Uh, the good thing I was rescued when I I almost gave up on my life. Uh, so that's how my 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 experience is in my two previous marriages. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask you something really personal. Yes, like, yes, yes. Um, What was happening exactly behind the doors? You know, when you when you were at home, you closed the door. I mean, you were working and then you came back home. You closed the door, um, put your, I don't know, home clothes kind of to be like cozy at home. What happened then? In my first marriage, it was more uh, drug influence from my husband part, my ex-husband part. Uh, so you find uh, most of the time when he is uh, intoxicated, You, you was not in his normal senses. Uh, I'm not going to go deeper on that. But yeah, okay. on my second, um, it was more of jealousy. Like, um, at first, I can say I liked the, the what we call it, uh, the, like to be treated. You know, women, we like that kind of attention to be checked on here, here and there. But it later went to overprotection. To an extent that every hour, every minute, I had to explain what I'm doing, where I am, all those oh kind God. of things. And uh, for me, it went to an extent that uh, even driving from my, I stay in Harare, 
driving from the city center to the place where we were staying, time could, could be calculated like, okay, I expect you to be home in 15 minutes. If you experience a traffic jam, all those kind of things, I know that it was going to be a serious issue. I have to explain, you know, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. all that, those kind of things, even money, because uh, we end up like he stopped me to go to work um, after my brother passed away because I was running a restaurant together with my brother. Uh, so to him, he felt like, no, you can't do it alone. And all those men and all those people, um, they can just entice you and take you out of being something like that. So when, when, I, when I was home now, you find asking for every cent, like even if you want to buy uh, our daughter a, a, a packet of some chips, you, you have to, if he gives you dollar, you have to bring the, the extras. If you, you use the extra change, you have to explain. And sometimes it could go wrong, like you end up being beaten. So to me, you find that even if you, you respond back, it was a case. If I don't respond again, it was a case. I, I end up like uh, just hearing the, the gate, uh, the gate opening. My heart could just pump like, okay, what's, what, what's going to happen today? Something like that. Like I was not, I was not settled at all. Yeah. Every sound I would feel like, okay, something is about to happen. So you couldn't smile. We don't know how, even if you try to, to act like what you are saying, to be stressing, cozy clothes, all those kind of things. It was an issue. Where did you get that from? Oh, all those kind of stuff is done with prostitutes. All, all those kind of stuff. Even if you, because you find a church, we have those women groups where we talk like, oh, you have to keep on uh, upgrading yourself, you know, bedroom, change the setup, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 all those kind of things. If you come and do new things, ooh, to me, it was something else. So that was the kind of life that I was living. So I end up like getting used, like, like, like a slave. Like I just have to, to say yes, say yes, say in everything. I, I, I was no longer feeling like a, like a wife. It was like, no, you were uh, in yeah, prison. yeah. You were in prison. So yeah. it was something that I, I just have to wait. Uh, whatever he says, I have to uh, just be submissive and please him for me to be safe. So that was the case with the, the way that I experienced. It, it's deep, but uh, this is just uh, <laughs> the, the other experience. But yeah, that's what I'm talking about. One can actually understand why you try to um, to end up your life. Like like like, it's at some point understandable. But luckily, you didn't. Um, you managed to to uh, not to do that. What what happened? For me, uh, sleeping was uh, something which was close to death to me. So during that time, I just said no. I think if I just sleep to death, it will be something that is good. So what happened, I just sent my kids to church. But uh, before I sent my, my kids to church, I, I just sent a message, a phone message to my brother asking him to take care of my kids. Uh, I, I think that was the best thing that I, I can say I did. Otherwise, by now, I couldn't be there because I was really sure that uh, I have to, to end my life right now right here yeah so the good thing because i was expecting that my brother when he finished church you see the message because he's a pastor so it's very unfortunately or unfortunately, unfortunately or unfortunately <laughs> you, you get to saw the message before he even went to church so by the time that i was still gathering courage to to take the poison because i had mixed a different kind of poison in, in a glass to just take it just like that. So uh, at that point, uh, he, he his wife saved me because uh, uh, they have seen the message early. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, fortunately, it's yeah. like uh, luckily they were here. Yeah. And they were there for you, and yeah. and that's really really important in, yes. in in such a situation. So, but you also need to be really courage, also like like to be thinking about uh, finishing your life, but then stopping it. So um, it, it, it shows also like a lot of power and, and self-confident. And um, you are like a su successfully an independent woman. So 
Do you remember how this could change? Like, what did it take to get you to the position of not being able to speak out first? Yeah, I, I can say those uh, kind of situations that I was telling you, like um, how people see, saw me like during that time. I was someone who was being admired by people. Uh, the community itself, the way that I could cover my bruises and all those kind of things, people would admire me. You find even when I was now, after I, I was rescued, when I was running a restaurant, uh, people, they could come uh, and talk their personal issues, like from home. There's a time that I could explain that I, I've been there. This is how um, it, it was to, to me. Of course, there's no better abuse or worse abuse. Abuse is just abuse. abuse yeah. So during, uh, during that time, you find even people couldn't believe. Uh, the good thing that I did during my journey of going through all this um, uh, hard time, sometimes I could take photos. Some women, they could just, okay, like say, oh, so you have been there after they see the, the, the photos. So that, that was the situation. Uh, it, it was not easy to come out. And uh, the other thing, me being the only girl in my family, uh, you find uh, the day that I got married, uh, it was something like in the community. I, I can simply say I was one of the women who hit the bride price, which was a little bit higher and uh, yeah. the kind of yeah. wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thinking of that, like to say, okay, now going back to my parents' place, how are those people who get that? We, are, we were dancing, say about me, all those kind of stuff. So... Those were some of the things. And to make matters worse, uh, after my my independence, like for me to go to work was cut, uh, I felt like I was not able to even uh, take care of my, my kids. Okay. So he was the only source of uh, finance uh, in the house, including myself. So I would say, okay, for my kids' sake, let me just enjoy the pain. Though even my kids... Uh, they were the ones who were saying, okay, mom, we have to get out of this. We have to run. But you find I was one of the, 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 the person who was saying, oh, okay, you only understand when you grow up. This is one of the things that you find in every house, only that people, they don't say it. Okay. But uh, uh, now, even if I, I think about it, I, I, I laugh to, to myself like that time I was really seeding a seed to my kid that even Definitely, if he yeah. gets abused, uh, he, she, she has to, to be fine with it, because, uh, which was wrong. Only yeah. now that... Yeah, yeah, I, you were yeah, making more harm yeah, than yeah, saving, yeah. kind of. Yeah. So, so you find out even some elders that I was consulting help from, those were the kind of stuff uh, they were telling me, like, okay, that's how the marriage is. So, and yeah, if you see all those gray hair old couples living together now, they've experienced the same. So it's just a test. That's how marriage is. So to me, it was like, okay, <laughs> all women, they went through this. So I have to. And I was also seeding a seed to my daughter to say, okay, if you grow up, you get to experience this and you have to be fine with it, which was wrong. So that was my journey. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, no, but luckily now you can say you can tell your daughter something else. Yeah, you can tell your daughter, no, true. speak up. Yes, that's not the yes, way it is, and yeah. that's um, that's. Uh, I mean, it's it's difficult because you live like in hell. But um, the good thing, uh, if you look at it positive, is that uh, now you are able to uh, to empower also yeah. your girl. Mm -hmm. So today um, you are able to look back on two marriages in which you experienced psychological control and physical abuse, mm. torture kind of. Um, and by now you can see the patterns, like, um, you know, like, like what are the, 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 the red flags you can see uh, in a marriage? Can you share them with us? Okay, uh, the red flags are... I'm taking this from what I experienced. Those are the things that even now I can look back and say, okay, the signs were there. Uh, we are talking about the same thing like uh, controlling. Uh, it's something that uh, comes slowly but sure. Uh, that attention that I was talking about, it first starts as an attention and as a woman, you'll be fine with it, but it end up to overprotection that everything will be just, okay, you, you, I don't want you to go out this time. I want you to go this place with me, all those kind of, like, you can't do it without me, all those kind of stuff. So that's one of the um, 
the, the red flag. Uh, we are talking about uh, a sudden change, like when you find your partner being becoming suddenly excessively jealous of anything. That's one of the red flags. We are talking about um, those anger issues that every argument, it end up in breaking of things, like throwing of stuff, banging of doors. Those are the red flags. Uh, we are talking that, like when you want out, then your man or your, your partner says, okay, I can't live with you without you. If you leave me, I'm going to commit suicide, all those kind of oh, manipulation yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. So th- th- there are so many things uh, that uh, that we look um, as, as le- red flags, uh, women that we ignore such kind of things. I mean, controlling, like to be cut off even some of your friends and uh, family is uh, one of the, the red flags as well. Uh, because it's cutting now. The next thing you'll be just yourself and him, and nothing more. And uh, the other problem is just that uh, as women, when we are in love, uh, we 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 expect that maybe after we get married, my partner will change. Like you'll be a bit mature because these are the things that you see during the time that you'll be dating, uh, and we ignore. Um, and some of the red flags, even for for kids, we are saying. That kind of enticing, like being given gifts and all those kind of stuff. I can call it a red flag, especially for girls, because you don't know the next time you'll be enticed to come and take maybe an iPhone. Then you are raped, uh, those kind of stuff. So that's uh, some of the, the red flags that we, we have. There are more. Uh, if I start to speak by one by one, we'll end up the whole day <laughs> because I really <laughs> yeah, need yeah, to get yeah. into detail in every red flag that we, we have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's like speaking to you and, and thinking about this whole situation. I know a number of people may think that the only solution to a situation where there has been a history of abuse is to leave and get a divorce. Um, is this the best option? How did the situation work for you? Okay, uh, from the people that I've uh, helped, uh, some women and what, um, there are so many things that we have to look up to. Okay, as me, Precious, I can say if you are experiencing all those kind of uh, red flags, some of them that I've spoke about, the best thing is to run, like to leave it. But um, there are some of the things like it's just a one-time thing. You know, not saying that it's an excuse. A person, an individual has to control whether it's anger or anything. But uh, you have to weigh, uh, like, this is just a one-time thing. He was just angry, maybe just once, and that's it. And apologize there and there. Yeah, to me, I can say, maybe you can give it a chance. Everyone deserves a chance. Yeah, but how, how, how long, I mean, how much chance you are going to give? Not, not, not our main chance. That's why I'm saying one-time thing. One-time thing is just one-time thing. You can't say, okay, I'm giving you another time, another chance. No, a one-time thing is just it. But if it's something that is con- constantly going on, if it happens twice to me, I can say, just leave it. Because that person, uh, you, you know, uh, when you are a boyfriend and girlfriend or you have a partner, Some of the things are hidden until you, you get to stay with a person. So those kind of uh, signs, you most oftenly you find it will be hidden the time because the time that you are spending with your partner is just that short maybe when you go for coffee or those kind of things. That's when you get, came to see maybe few things, but when you're staying, you get the whole bunch of uh, a person, you know this person is like this. So it's better to avoid... Uh, Whilst you are still in that kind of relationship yeah, as girlfriend and boyfriend, then just leave it. Uh, that's that's my best advice because uh, it, to me, love doesn't hurt. Yeah, that's right. So there's no point that we can give an excuse that, okay, uh, it's just a one time, let's do this. But sometimes you have to look back. Uh, maybe, let's say you have been dating for three, four, five years and it just happened once and you're about maybe to get married or to commit more to this. To me, I can say it's something that I can, had it been with me, I can say uh, it's fine. I can do d- deal with this. But uh, constantly different types of uh, anger issue, cut off friends, uh, all those kind of stuff. Ah, uh, run. 
I can say I can say to that woman who's listening to me, run before it even go worse. Yeah. Run forest. Yeah. Run. Yeah. <laughs> so all this all this situation um led to start your organization, Precious Hearts Haven, which wants to help um turn around mindsets of survivors and empower them. Right? Mm -hmm. That's also one of your ideas. Yes. So um, let's talk a little bit about, about your haven. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the haven, I can simply say the solution uh, that I'm hoping to implement when I get back home. Uh, I have a four-step approach. Um, you know, we have, um, it's so difficult for victims to speak out, uh, like what we were saying. It's it's not that easy. So we are going to start with uh, sensitization, which, which is our first step. Uh, here, I'm going to use um, food and cooking as a, as a tool to bring women out because we are trying to create a safe place where they can come, where they are free, because it's not easy to just say, okay, women, let's come and talk about this. We have to bring something that brings women together. So to me, because I have experience in food and all those kind of uh, restaurant things, I, I, I felt like uh, food is one of the things that brings people together to speak, yeah, to right. talk. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to, to bring them out. Uh, we cook as we share recipes. We share our personal story. We bring issues of uh, those red flags. We speak about issues about uh, even this domestic violence act uh, that we have in Zimbabwe and how one can help someone who is being abused. It's not all of us who are being abused. Uh, someone might need to help a sister or mother or, or those. Yeah. So those are the issues that we are going to talk at that step. Then we go to safe haven now. Uh, you find... Uh, Victims, they want out. They want to run away from the danger. But the difficult part, the, the problem is they don't have a place, a safe place to run to. So here we are going to rescue, uh, rescue those who are in danger, uh, give them temporary accommodation as we figure out how best, what they want to do. Uh, and from there, we are going to offer legal aid advice uh, for free. And as well, we are going to even help them with counseling services. Then on third stage, uh, that's where we are doing, it's now a transition stage now. Now they are safe. They have come out of the danger. Uh, here we are going, you know, uh, trauma doesn't, we, we don't overcome trauma overnight, you know. No, no, so no, that's a problem. Yeah, so uh, along the way, you need uh, support. You need uh, to be encouraged. You need all those therapeutic activities. So here we are going to do, like uh, Zumba, those kind of uh, activities, gardening uh, is therapeutic as well. Uh, and I like this uh, because I learned swimming here at Kandari. Syn <laughs> synchronized swimming, all those kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and this is the stage we are going to uh, to to teach uh, even self-defense skills like karate and all those kind of uh, tricks, awesome. uh, how to protect. So they can them. also defend themselves. Yeah, like yeah, important. even even to help other people. Uh, then the, the, the fourth part, with, which is the final part uh, here, because we want to see these uh, uh, survivors rising with dignity and to be victors, uh, we want them to be leaders of their own business, not to work for other people, but for them to lead and uh, even employ those men or abu abusive people to, to, to their companies. So here we are going to train them leadership skills. We are going to use um, uh, uh, a, re a chain of restaurants, uh, which is called Kubatana uh, in Shona, which means connect, uh, where we are going to train them uh, marketing skills, uh, customer services, even financial uh, management. Uh, so okay. now awesome. after, after the training, they will go back to their communities as leaders of their own businesses and uh, encourage um even their workers to stop uh, the violence and preach the word of, uh, of peace uh, and stop uh, of violence against women or violence in general. So this is what we are, because all what we want is for them to be from victims to be victors uh, of their yeah. lives. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It's yeah. really a beautiful yeah. approach. How do you want to reach people? I will imagine most women don't really want to talk about violence. Remembering, for example, one of your first experiences with gender-based violence, when you realized your sister's neighbor was being beaten up and caged and not allowed to contact other women. So how can you imagine approaching such a case today? How will you help 
in this particular case? Oh, so, so such cases, uh, you you find uh, place by place they have different rules and laws of the community. But the good thing now, uh, the government of Zimbabwe have been working towards uh, this implementation of these laws. So you find in every police station, we now have what we call of victim-friendly unity. They know that domestic violence is happening. So it's my duty um, to report, to give details like to, for, for that person uh, to be rescued. Now the good thing that uh, I managed to register my organization last year is now known. I'm able to go and take a police officer or, or a, a law enforcement person oh, okay. awesome. and accompany me to go and rescue someone. So it's now easy for me to do that. But still, we are saying even those, if I'm not around, if someone see witness someone being abused, still they can just approach as anonymous uh, to a police station and give details that so-and-so at house number, this and this, is being abused. Even to reach out to us, we, we can help them. The good thing, uh, I have uh, opened a, a WhatsApp group where women, we are talking about this. And I'm so overwhelmed that even women, they are now protecting each other. Uh, it doesn't mean that you need to know that this is precious. You can find, okay, women, ladies, let's help this and this. It now number this, this. She's experiencing this, you know, those kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's now working uh, and people are away and... Um, that's one of the best things that I can say. At least uh, women are, are becoming more aware bit by bit. It's not yet uh, there where we want, but things are starting to happen. Yeah, yeah. things are starting to happen. I yeah. think it's a long process. Mm. Also, like like you mentioned before that you are planning to, like since you are a re registered NGO right now, um, that you can go with a police officer who is going to, um, I mean, to this place. But the question is, is... Is there is some police officers who are really want to go with you uh, and and get mixed in this home situation? Like, you know what I mean? Like The, um, the, the issue now, the fact that uh, those units were put at a police station, it now gives even us power, like to say, Officer ABC, please escort me. There's a case ABC which is happening there. If they... Okay, the good great. thing I'm able to take it further because it's a unit which has put only for that. So if they don't want to escort me, then yeah, we'll make noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> we'll a good noise. one. We are going to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 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 you find these police, uh, they they are giving excuses excuses that uh, these women they are not coming out. So now, us as organizations, we are helping them. Uh, even a person doesn't come out, we are helping them to identify uh, where these uh, issues are, are being uh, happening. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah, for all the girls and women out there experiencing something like this, but also if you know a friend or experiencing these behaviors from a partner, remember, it is not your fault. And there are advocates waiting to help. Therapists and other experts often talk about abuse as something that happens within a clearly defined cycle. Do you know what I'm talking about? Basing on my experience, you find um, there's uh, what we call honeymoon phase, where things will be perfect, you'll be so in love. Uh, I'm talking to those who are in, uh, in relationship. In, in relationship, So it comes to a point that um, that kind of... Uh, Love is gone, and uh, the the pressure of abuse is there. Then comes the sorry part, like okay, it's now I apologize, I won't do it again, all those kind of things. Uh, then it comes back again. We go back to the honeymoon phase where things we act maybe in a short time, like everything is perfect. Then it comes back again. So it's just. It, it continues like that, yeah. Ah, it's like a vicious yeah. cycle. It's like it's yeah. repeating everything. This minute, and, and you don't go I'll, out. I'll be, we will yeah. be so in love. Then the next the next minute, you start again. You apologize. We will go back to the honeymoon again. It comes back and it continu continues like that. Then, it's yeah. It's so, so sad. It's yeah. so sad. Precious, you are devoting your life to gender equality and the elimination of violence against women. 
um, you're about to train and empower a lot of women. What is, in your opinion, the cause of violence against them? Violence, um, it is caused by many factors. Uh, I'll, I'll take the, the issue back home in Zimbabwe. You find um, traditional beliefs that we were talking about, that a, a man just have power after paying that lobola thing, that dowry thing. He has power and control over his wife. And as a woman, you just have to please your husband. It's a traditional belief that it has to be like that. Even if he demands sex, as a woman, you just have to be submissive and please your, 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 your husband. We are talking about issue of social norms, like what I was saying, like uh, what people, how community expect a married person to be. Like you are judged to, to be a, a good woman after you stay in a long-lasting marriage. Even if it's known that you are being abused, uh, by enjoying the pain and staying in the marriage, you are considered as a good person. We are talking about um, issues of, of drug use with men. Uh, you find uh, these days, uh, because of our economic issues uh, in Zimbabwe, you find a lot of men, when they don't find way, ways to neg navigate out of their problems, they end up taking those uh, uh, drugs and all those kind of things. So you find when one is uh, uh, in the influence of drugs, he can do anything, uh, beating anything he can do. So some is influence of that. We are talking about poverty. Uh, like I said, the situation of um, uh, economic uh, issues in Zimbabwe is difficult. Those kind of stuff, men, they put their anger to their wives back to home when they have to put something on the table, when they fail to do that, uh, all those kind of stuff. We are talking about those poverty, like I said, it's poverty. Uh, yeah, those are some of the things that I can say they are contributing to this. I call it a, a hidden pandemic to go on uh, uh, just like that, yeah. Mm. And how do you fight domestic violence? What will you tell the girls you are going to, to train right now How can they fight this situation? We, we, we have to, to speak out. We have to be out. We have to stand. Uh, the, 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 there's no excuse to any abuse. There's no excuse at all, even if I'm the one at fault. There's no excuse for you to, to put a hand on me. We have to learn to, to, to solve issues, problems, without using emotions, without using all those kind of substance. So to all the women who are hearing me right now, uh, no is a no. If you say no, that I don't want this, you don't want that. There's no but to a no. <laughs> so there's no excuse to abuse. Even if you have drink, uh, let's say, alcohol, there's no excuse for a man to abuse you because we are drunk. A no is a no, like what you're saying, no. <laughs> a no is a no. So even if it's coming from a child, if she says no, it's a no. So there's no excuse to that. So we are saying that uh, let's speak out. Let, 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 let's not be silent. We are, we are speaking to those, even other women who protect other incidents. Let's say if a child is being raped, you, in most cases you'll find that uh, most perpetrators are family members and the issue is dealt with within family and it's kept as a secret to protect the family name we are saying speak, speak out because you are you are seeding a seed which will cause even that child to take it even further when she gets married so we are saying let's break the chain now this is the time even for those who are for men who are out there What you are doing in front of those kids, they'll think that that's life. And even if they grow up, you'll find that that's what they will take even if, even to their, their, their wives or their, their friends. So let's stop it and let's try to solve our problems in a peaceful way. Yeah, that, that's the best I can say. This is the time that women have to stand up. Girls have to say no. You have to scream the, a big no, like, this is the high time. We have to stop. That's, that's the end. Because if we, do, if we don't end it now, trust you, this will be another kind of COVID-19 pandemic where we are going to... Yeah, where, 
Yeah. So 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 if you don't control it like now to act like now, trust me, if you give it another year, it will be something else because how it happened during the lockdown only, it's something that it is shocking. Almost a, a lot of women were suffering during this COVID-19 lockdown because of this uh, gender-based violence thing. So we have to stop now. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to talk to you about that because everyone knows that uh, this confinement situation caused by COVID-19 does not affect everyone equally. Violence against women can be exacerbated during confinement since in many cases um, victims of gender violence are forced to live with their abusers 24 hours a day. And they may face additional obstacles to fleeing in violent situations and accessing essential services. Um What measures to what what measures of protection and assistance to victims of gender-based violence can be put in place to address this situation? How can the people outside can help these people who are 24 hours with an aggressor? Uh, I always say even to other women that uh, I talk to, constant checking on each other. It's it's not something which is expensive. A simple high you can pick that something is not wrong. Something is wrong to that person. So now this is the time that us as women, we have to protect each other. Of course, I'm not going to say all the tricks here because we don't want to to awake the perpetrators about other other tricks <laughs> and what um, uh, other women has to do to help uh, someone who's being abused. So it's it's the whole issue is now in our hands as women uh, to protect each other so that it, this hidden pandemic ends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we think uh, of domestic abuse, most of us just focus on physical violence only. Um, would you agree that emotional abuse is just as damaging yes. to the victim? Yes, emotional is one of the strongest things which even can bring someone down, like someone to an extent that I have to end my life. Uh, uh, so... It's not only physical because uh, the emotional abuse is something that you dealt with mentally. Like even if you try to close your eyes and try to hide from that, it always come back. We are talking about words. You know, those words, even if the person says, sorry, those words keep on coming. You are a loser. You are fat. You are what? You are nothing. You cannot do all things without me. All those kind of stuff. You are, you, are, you, are, you are a failure in life. All those things can break you into pieces to an extent that even your self-esteem is doomed. So it's not only physical. Emotional can affect us as victims as well. Yeah. As, as much as, yeah. as, as the physical one. But what about the government? I mean, what are some examples of governmental structures that need to be in place to reduce and hopefully eliminate domestic violence in Zimbabwe? Safe places is one of the most things that I want for women to have. Because uh, we are saying we have a culture that this issue of abuse, we are you cannot share. As a married person, uh, we call it that uh, if you are experiencing things in your house, let it be. Don't We say don't let your debt linen out of your home, or something like that. But you find... Uh, Uh, when I open this WhatsApp group, how women have hunger to speak about these issues. So it's more of safe places where women are free to speak about this, where women are able to run and get the help they need at any time. Not uh, to, to have only um, law being uh, enforced during the 16 days of uh, activism, like now what's happening, you find it's something that is happening. And when those days are done, then that's it. We, we we don't want that. We want things like we have to keep on speaking about it. We have to create more safe places for these women to run to where they feel that they are safe from any harm of abuse. Mm. And what about we? I mean, us, like uh, as individuals, uh, what can we do to tackle violence against women? Uh, th that's uh, one of the things that I was saying. Like, uh, you can protect someone by reporting the cases. If you see that someone is being abused, you don't need to think twice. You have to go and report there and there. 
if it is someone that is uh, even close as a relative, you find even if you tell, okay, let's go and report, they always persuade you to go, but you know that you want to protect this person. The best thing is to report to the police, is to report to those service, service providers who can give them the support. Because we have a lot of things that makes people not to, to go, like fear of the unknown. Like, okay, if I move from this place, what, what am I going to, to do after I move out? So it's better for me to stay here. So you find they can get the help after they reach that safe place. So it's more of you reporting to any support system that you know that it helps victims of uh, gender-based violence. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's right. So your main objective of, at uh, Precious Hearts Haven are to rescue and shelter victims and survivors of domestic violence. A 24-hour crisis helpline, psychological support, training in self-help income generating, projects as well as advocacy activities against domestic violence. That's a hell of a ride. And I guess uh, with this agenda, um, you have a vision for your community. How is the Zimbabwe you wish to create, the Zimbabwe you envision? Uh, I envision to see a Zimbabwe which is free from this violence, where Any person doesn't want to be associated with uh, being an abuser or with this violence thing. Where families, they can talk peacefully, solve problems peacefully without uh, abusing each other. Where even men can stand in front in protecting a woman from being beaten maybe by another man. This is what I look forward to. The good thing, other men, they have started to stand up right now. I'm talking about some who are even part of my team, who are advocating uh, around the, the, the different part of the Zimbabwe, saying no to abuse. Uh, if you are a woman is wrong, there's no excuse for you to abuse. Calm down and uh, deal with the issues in a peaceful way. So I'm I'm seeing a Zimbabwe which is which is not which is known by controlling this abuse thing. You know what I'm talking about, like uh, where anyone doesn't want to be associated with abuse at all. Yeah. It's a really beautiful Zimbabwe. Um, do you think you're going to manage to do that in the next five years? If we join hands together, it doesn't, all these things, it doesn't happen with me. It's a matter of us joining hands and to those women to join hands and say no to abuse because it's something that yeah. we need to step us as, a, as women to stay forward for these men to follow. So it needs us to speak out and also for men to come and say, okay, let's join hands together to end this. The same way that we are doing to COVID-19 pandemic. Everyone, we are putting our heads together to solve this pandemic. Let's we do the same even to this uh, domestic uh, violence, gender-based violence thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I I hope um, people out there listen to you and uh, everyone can join hands. So, Precious, you are you are about to finish your, uh, I mean, the day we're recording this um, this podcast, you are about to finish your um, your social change maker training kind of uh, at Cantari. Um, what are you going to do after you are done with your um, uh, dreams fish? after you're done with this um, theoretical part of, of Kantari? We have already started. Uh, so there's nothing which is going to stop us now. We are going there. We are saying, women, let's come together. Let's fight this together. So now the, the first step is already done. And the good thing, after opening this WhatsApp group, I find like now I have to create another two groups, uh, extra groups, because people, women, they are coming in numbers. And uh, the group is he had reached the limit and they created another one. So it's something that I know that even if you go back, there are women who are waiting to walk and stand and say that, no, it, it, we have to stop this. So we, are, we, have, we have already started. So I can't say we, I'm going to start. We have already started the journey uh, of this um, venture to stop gender-based violence. Yeah. Well, um, all the best. And um, I'm really glad that you accepted uh, my invitation. Thanks a lot, Precious, for your time and this incredible, important work and effort you take to fight this situation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ayampia. I just want to say to everyone who is listening to me, a no is a no. So let's stop, let's join hands to end this. 
and for that woman who is not uh, even sure that she's being abused. All those red flags that I spoke about, if you are experiencing all that, I can say run before it even gone too far. It will be the best decision we ever made. Thank you so much. Thank you. And there we are at the end of the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. My guest today, Kantadi participant Precious Kiwiti. She passed through hell and back, and today she can boldly say, I'm a survivor. Her organization, Precious Hearts Haven, plans to work towards the elimination of gender-based violence against girls and women in Zimbabwe through establishing safe places for women in emergencies. And she wants even more. Take a look at the work of these empowered women at preciousheartshaven.org. I'm sure you are going to find a way to support her work. You'll find the stories of people sticking their necks out every Tuesday on Spotify, iTunes, our homepage, and every other place where you get your podcast. And, of course, if you subscribe, you don't have to look out for us. We'll be coming to you. Dear listeners, if there is a friend, a family member, an organization, or someone you know who is doing a great work in the community, someone sticking their neck out, just nominate them as a giraffe heroes or tell us about them. Leave a comment. Come and visit us at giraffe-heroes.eu. 2022 is fast approaching and it couldn't get here soon enough. For most people, the new year can mark an opportunity to set New Year's resolutions or a change for a fresh start. We at the Giraffe Heroes Foundation are hoping for more giraffe nominations in the new year and are wishing you all love, hope and faith. My name is Jean-Pierre Aguiar-Duragnona and I want to thank every person who has been as a guest in this podcast. Thanks for all the inspiration, the fun and deep and lovely moments we shared. May we have lots more in the next new year. But especially, I wanted to thank you, dear listener, for being there, for listening to this podcast, for being part of this community. Here's for a sparkling new year. May this coming year bless you with love, peace and empowerment. Wishing you, dear listener, and all of your loved ones, health and happiness in the new year. Stick Your Neck Out, the weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation.